right, so back with another episode of the It's Lit Podcast. I'm here with the amazing uh, Amenzi. I was gonna say that. Ask me. <laughs> like, yeah, Sir Harry, I guess Mr. Lex, my uh, what do I call him? My confidant, my inspiration. Um, how you doing, no Lex? I'm all right. First podcast. Yep. First podcast all black people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. It's official. Okay. How's your weekend going? No complaints. No complaints. Not too hot. No, it's been beautiful. In Texas, is what? Yeah. Uh, it's 150 degrees in Texas. I, I believe you too. You got a problem with the heat too? Oh no, I'm talking about in Texas. I know it's real hot. I mean, this this is it's been humid. That's what I would say. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't leave the house when it's this humid. I'm not for it. We've yeah, been pretty this. lucky all summer though. The humidity true. only started recently. That's what true. the last week, right? Yeah, I think yeah. this last piss this past week. Yeah, I'm good with the heat. I'm not about that life. Um, what else is going on though during the week? Anything going on for you in the weekend? I know you're still doing your party tonight, right? Yes, that's uh, Tamaya. You know, my mom is a African artist. He's very popular in the Afro-Caribbean community. Oh, you know him? Yeah, I'm serious. very aware of who he is. <laughs> so you going? I'm not going, but I'm very like Tamaya's. Go, like he's great. He's Inform good. me, like who's Tamaya's? Um, he's I guess one of the. He might not be the biggest, but he's one of the front runners of the Afrobeat movements. He's one of the legends because he's been doing it consistently for years, like a lot longer than some of the other names you'll probably hear. Tumai's been able to stay relevant and stay consistent. Um, so he kind of gets that OG type of respect, but he's still like coming with all the tracks better than someone like the Young Guns. So, mm. And like they just did a huge uh, One Africa Fest actually at the Barclays Center. I heard about that. It was massive. Like the mm. turnout was crazy. Like the artists that went were just, and they even had like artists that weren't supposed to be there. Like Swiss Beats came through on WizKid's set. Um, WizKid is the one that has a song with Drake? Yes, that, that oh, would be WizKid. Is that a girl or is it a guy? <laughs> That's a guy. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. That's a guy um lots of artists masha montana was there who's like one of the biggest soca artists mm. ever um he came through um and then obviously that's probably why tamaya is here today because he was just in new york in on area, friday yeah. so mm-hmm. now he's in boston on sunday so yeah harrison was like hey we should come through it's gonna be a movie I'm like, okay. it, it probably is, is though I, don't know why you think I'm I hate when people say no, that no, 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 but he, i'm serious he's, he's pretty serious like yeah. tamaya was here not too long ago, no, and I heard it was ago. really, really, really good. So oh. I'm not. I have I'm high hopes. An exaggeration. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about the uh, the occurring events this weekend? Have you you seen the RNC convention, right? I have seen the RNC convention. And what do you think about it? Well, you know, personally, I, I tried to watch uh, a number of speeches, uh, including you know the the finale of Donald Trump, and you know I started I started with um, Melania Trump's I pronounce her <laughs> her speech. And it did sound familiar at first, mm-hmm. and then after the numerous amount of reviews of how it was stolen from uh, Michelle Obama's speech, I mean, it, it, at first I wasn't that surprised, but after they denied that, you know, there was any similarities, and like it was just a complete coincidence, mm-hmm. it, it, it solidified the, the idea that, you know, Donald Trump's whole camp is, is a joke. I don't, I don't know how they could... Make a bold-faced lie like that. Do you think so? Because they was 
going through the old speeches, and Obama had the same thing where he stole things from people's speeches as well. Did they acknowledge it? Yeah, they put a whole video up, like, side by side of Obama and, um, I think it was another senator, where, like, it's been going on for years where they all take things from each other's speeches and they just pass it off as their own. Mm-hmm. You don't say anything about it until you get caught. Sounds like a deflate gate kind of thing, <laughs> if you ask me. Oh, yeah, you know. Like, well, they've been like doing it. Yeah, yeah. We always do it. Now we're gonna make big a big deal. I mean, when, you know, huh, sounds I, a little familiar. I mean, that's all I'm gonna say. I don't know. It <laughs> it it was so convenient because mm-hmm. the the night before or before she gave that speech, um, what was the night before everybody was there was rebellion on the floor. The anti-Trump people were mm-hmm. trying to get heard. They've been shut out. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, oh, was that the ones that were like yelling and stuff and throwing <clears> stuff? Yeah, they wanted a roll call count on delegates, and um, they got shut down. And and the media was fanning the flames on that. Mm. And then suddenly the next day, they're all about this speech. <laughs> and it's just it was so convenient. That, you know, sometimes I kind of wonder if they planned that or they right. said, "Oh, let's do this instead to it's distract just, them." It was crazy. <clears throat> I, I, I'll definitely admit that was my first RNC convention I've ever watched anyway, but I don't really know much about it. I mean, the Democratic, that one starts, what, Monday, right? It's mm. starting, in a, if not tomorrow, tomorrow, then very soon, yeah. Yeah, I guess tomorrow. That's going to see how many, uh, how many uh, hip-hop artists are going to show up for that oh. one. Because <laughs> that's what they do. That's what they do. That's how you get the black vote. You have to get hip-hop artists because you're not going to get athletes and whatnot. I've never seen an athlete jump out and endorse you know, a candidate, anything like that. They always get a hip hop or Oprah. What, what, what kind of hip hop do you hip hop? They get hip hop. They get. Well, you're not gonna get Jay Z. They want that though. They, they want. want that. It won't happen. They, they, happen. they, they want, want it. The Jay and Beyonce support. It won't happen. They, they, like, I mean, they'll they get they it, but they'll that. get it quietly. It won't happen though. Not like the way it did with Obama. Obama. And with mm-hmm. Obama, that took a long time too. But That's true. I mean, speaking much about Obama, me personally, <sighs> I. <sighs> I I voted for Obama the first term, second term I didn't, because after those first four years, I didn't really see much change other than the whole, you know, bring our troops home thing, mm. if you paid attention to that. Other than that, it, I don't know if you started Obamacare in the first first term or yeah. the second he term did, it was, he did. but I don't really know what Obamacare is because I don't, you know, have it at all, but... I don't know. If you could speak, y'all you know anything about it? Yeah, so Obamacare is, you know, in my in my understanding, it's a, a system by which everyone has to have health care in the United States. If you don't have health care, then they try and provide an alternative means to get health care. Mm-hmm. Like here we have MassHealth um, that, you know, pr- basically provides... It's like the lowest... Of, yeah, it's the like the lowest term of, of health care. It's, it's relatively free. Mm-hmm. I know I know the medical coverage is free because I had Mass Health right after I got out of school, and then I think dental coverage might be like thirty five dollars or, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So it's it's basically a, a in terms of which people should be able to get quote unquote <clears throat> like equal health care, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee you that it's, it's no way everyone's receiving the same health care, no matter what they say. No, in 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 my experience, it's kind of. Um... You know, when Mass Health they were working on for a long time here, mm-hmm. and uh, then it was about wrapped up, and then Romney got elected governor, and he flew in and kind of changed it all, mm-hmm. and 
made it worse and took credit for it. <clears throat> um, Sounds like Romney. <laughs> but, you know, I'll tell you that those exchange things, they're not always, um, you don't always get the best deal. Kind of at the low end, um, there's some affordable choices for people. And of course, there are high deductibles and things, but it's better than nothing. Uh, but you get kind of in the mid-range, and it's often cheaper to go directly to the insurer instead mm -hmm. of through the exchange. And it was kind of organized that way. You know, the insurance industry ain't going to let anything get by them that they're not going to profit on. Yeah. I remember when they made that a lot. When was that, like, 08? <coughs> 2010. When they made everybody's, when it was like a law in Massachusetts where you had to have yeah. health care. I remember which year it was, but I remember that. And then Obamacare also uh, funneled a lot more um, Medicaid money to the states. They're set up mm -hmm. so the states would, um, trying to encourage the states to take this money to provide health care for more people. And mm -hmm. of course, you know, some of them said, oh, well, we're not going to take that money because we don't believe in taking care of poor people, even if it's free. <clears throat> true. True indeed. Um, what's you as a take on Obama? In terms of what? Like how uh, I which, feel about what, him? How do you feel about done? Obama? Um, I really feel like Obama's a puppet mm. for, you know, some greater power. Um, the fact that, for one, I know, I know we talked about this last time, that Obama was a junior senator and spoke at the Democratic National Convention mm -hmm. um, a couple of years before, you know, he even became a... Was he even a senator yet? Or was he was he a junior senator. It, it wasn't, he wasn't yeah. that important. Because he, he came here to Boston, too. I remember when he came from <clears> the, the um, Black College something down Dudley. I remember I met him down there. Me and uh, Mike Will, we mm -hmm. met him down there, but, yeah. Other yeah. than that, I really know much about Obama. He got he went from being a junior senator to being, you know, a state senator, I think like pretty quickly, much mm -hmm. faster than, you know, anybody's progression should have been coming out of that area. Right. That's my memory is that he was in the Illinois Senate before right. when he gave that speech. Because mm -hmm. I remember that Ariana Huffington loved him. And I remember we watched that speech and I turned to my partner after you finished and I said, First black president of the United States. Yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> but um and Ariana Huffington loved him and his I remember this like it was yesterday. His first vote in the Senate was in favor of a bankruptcy bill that the finance industry the credit card industry mm -hmm. had written. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so right out of the gate. He's a, he's a neoliberal. He's right there with the the oligarchs, the the finance people. Mm -hmm. What's your take on Mizzy? Don't, don't 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 be that. Don't <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't be that black person. <laughs> don't um, shoot that. Look, I, I, if I to be one hundred percent honest, I I am not the most political person. Um, that is not me. I I don't want to say I don't do the politics, but so you didn't vote. I voted, but I'm not the most active voter. So why'd you um, vote? What do you mean, so why did I vote? Like, you're not into politics, so why'd you I'm vote? I'm not into politics, but like I said, I'm not going to say I'm not into them, but I'm starting, it's a growing progression. So you know, I'm, it's a process. I'm yeah. getting more aware, but, like, you're asking me what my take is on Obama now, after he's been in office for eight years. I'm probably the most political I've ever been at this moment, so... Mm -hmm. I, I haven't been paying attention. <laughs> like So I can't really give you my take on Obama because it's like, I've just been in the wind like the whole time. Like I know he's the president, that's great, that's fine, that's dandy, but politics isn't my thing, so I haven't been paying attention. I can't give you a take if I'm like unaware. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, when did you first start voting? Um, I missed, I, okay, I wasn't old enough to vote in his first election. Okay. I was like just a year 
um, I was like 17, so I couldn't vote then. And then for his second term, um, I could have voted, but that was I was still in college. Um, I was registered to vote in Randolph. I was in Amherst. I was not driving two hours to vote. I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do that. that so life. I didn't vote. You know, like, it, was just, it, was, it wasn't happening. So, But you wanted to vote. I wanted to vote. I would have voted for Obama. For why? Um, because I felt like I missed out on my first chance to vote for him. Yeah. So it was what? It was him and McCain were the choices, John right? McCain? Yeah. And you were going to vote for Obama just because he was black? Because you said you weren't in politics. Well, so I wasn't say really. So you, what would you want to vote it for? It wasn't going to be just because he was black, but I just felt like at that time I was more aware of what was going on. And it was like, okay, I didn't get to vote for you the first time around, but I would really prefer to see you in office than Senator McCain. Um, mm-hmm. going to vote for Obama. And why did you vote, Harry? Did you vote? I voted yeah, both times. And why did you vote? Um, for one, when I, when I voted for him um, to be president in 2008, um, my you know, initial reaction was like, it was, I think it was pretty superficial, to be honest with you. It wasn't because, oh, he's black, because I understood, you know, that was a factor, okay. But it was because of the fact that, for one, I thought that, you know, the way he handled um, the media, the way he was able to voice his own opinions, at least I thought they were his opinions at the time. Um, whereas, you know, it was it was something that I, I hadn't seen um, in a long time. Because, you know, let's see, in 2008, I was, what, 20? So I... I was just starting to get into politics, but I wasn't, you know, politically aware to the mm-hmm. point where I could have said, like, I know all of his talking points. I know exactly what he stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I could tell you, I went to school in the South, um, and I had to vote, you know, uh, via a ballot that was far away from, from Boston. But I voted because I thought it was important for me to um, voice my opinion and exercise that right. Did you vote because Diddy told you to? Voted I, I had nothing to do with Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Vote or die. Trust me. I just said it. That one. That's when he got the hip hop vote. That's when he always told all the black kids, vote or die. That's yeah, when he had the young Jeezy song. I thought that was Trust me, I know. I was in the hood. Son, it it was. Was. I he was doing that before when Bush. No, before Bush's second he was term. doing it for Obama. He said, vote or die. He's like, if you don't vote, you're going to die. That's exactly what he said. I got the t shirt. But he was doing it before the Obama. He continued it for the Obama election, but he was doing that before Bush's before Bush's second term so he's gonna what, vote for what Kerry he yes he, he no. was voting for Kerry all right oh boy I, you remember Kerry's election um his whole John candidacy Kerry. Yeah. what was listen tell me something I'm about John say... Kerry <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure John Kerry was yo listen John Kerry was a fluke to me like you think he was a plant I don't think yeah. he was a... they only put him there because they didn't want to the other candidate was supposed to be Hillary but Hillary wasn't gonna run <laughs> she wasn't ready exactly and it was John Kerry and is that when they wanted Deval Patrick to run? Was that that time? No, it was, I know it was like, way before that. But I know they wanted Deval Patrick to run. They want, mm-hmm. Even before he left Massachusetts. Okay. Do I have to pull it up? Uh, oh. In 2012, the Voter Die t-shirt concept was resurrected for the Democratic National Convention in the form of Vote Obama t-shirts. Mm-hmm. As in, it was created before. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was. It, he started it, I promise you, during Bush's reign of okay. terror. Okay? That was when it started. That's... 
Bush was finished. He was finished, yes, but I know, I know, but he's saying that that's when it started. No, I'm saying that's, I'm when, saying I, that's, that's when it not, got big. That's when he was like promoting it. That's when he made my president's black song. It was song. big before that. That's that what I'm trying to tell you. Right but, but twelve was Obama's second term. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. I'm just said. saying. The first term was 08, correct? Yes. And it was big before 08 is what I'm trying to tell you. I don't remember. Oh, uh, that's you don't have to remember. You remember that but I remember. I don't remember Diddy talking anything about Look, okay. Oh, do I have to read another one? Okay. Receipts. Receipts. More receipts. Let me, let me get another one for you. Keep okay. This in Break it down. First of all, this is a picture. The caption says, Rapper, actor Sean Diddy Combs stands on stage at a press conference to announce plans for the Citizen Change campaign at NYU's Kimmel Auditorium July 20th, 2004. Oh, that's when they gave him that fake degree. 2004. Listen, I don't believe Diddy. He killed Biggie. But what Anyways. does it... What? Okay. Let me stop. You're just okay. mad because your point has been disproved. No, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a credit on that. Yet again. So I'll give you a credit on that. Go ahead and deflect like I'll give you, you I'll give you a credit on no, that. No, I don't need my, my credit because I know what I'm talking about. But you want credit. That's no, what I don't. I don't because I've been knew what I was talking about. The receipts have been pulled, all right? Thank you. Moving so, on. But she doesn't get into politics. Yeah. Moving Next on. Point. But she doesn't get into politics. Moving oh, on. She's about facts. Politics Moving isn't on. about Thank facts. Moving on. Thank you. Thank Come you. But you forget that. Thank you. Uh, politics isn't about facts. Fuck Diddy. I don't fuck with Diddy. He got Biggie killed. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Moving um, on. But how you feel about Obama? I was uh, a big Hillary fan first. I, my... Original thought was that Obama was too inexperienced and it'd be better for her to be president first and then him, mm-hmm. with him as vice president. Um, and the, I mean, pretty much right away, he's a neoliberal. Mm-hmm. He's, I've, I'm all about, I hate the neoliberals. And uh, Hillary's a neoliberal, Bill Clinton's neoliberal. I mean, it's all just been a whole bunch of trouble with yeah. him. I think that, um, so, and I've said this about Obama, and I've said this about Hillary, the fact that, that he's a black man and that she's a woman is really just symbolic because they're neoliberals. It doesn't matter, you know, yeah. that. But that being said, <clears throat> he, um, you can, the, you can tell how important it was to, that he was, even even if it was symbolically, uh, elected president is a black man by how much it's pissed off all the racists. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. The um, so and I mean I the I, I haven't really been you know I mean I haven't been pleased with him because he's a neoliberal. Uh, he and uh, Michelle have definitely brought some some grace to the White House that has been missing for a long time. I think they've been a really positive influence on the the country. Would you say Michelle's <clears throat> more positive than Obama? Well, I mean, it's she doesn't she doesn't have to do all this stuff to get in trouble. But I mean, she's not flying drones. True. <laughs> she's not, you know. She's not giving kids fruit. <laughs> right. Tell them to work out. Well, and I mean, that's important. I mean, I think that the the nutrition stuff that she's done no, is I, important, I, I, and I it agree. has changed people's eating habits. I feel like I've seen <clears throat> Michelle Obama in the quote unquote hoods more than Obama himself. Period. Me, me personally, like even when she came to Massachusetts, I remember hearing and seeing online and on Facebook that she was in the inner city neighborhoods, but I've never seen Obama in Boston other than um, he's at the cathedral, is it? RCC. No, he's yeah. at the cathedral. Yeah. He I mean, the cathedral a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that. He went to RCC. For what? For a speech. I don't remember what it was for. He Recently? Was, um, he's been around. He's been I mean, he comes I, here, I he, he comes here to raise was, money. Yeah. He came here to try and get Margaret Coakley elected. Oh, yeah. Other than well, that. Well, that's what but, it was for Margaret Coakley. Yeah. 
I heard about that. I mean... But ultimately, I mean, I think, you know, it was, it, when you and I were texting the other day and, and you were, you know, expressing anger about mm-hmm. Obama and he hadn't done anything for black folks and black folks have backslid during his administration, mm-hmm. it, I mean, that's all true. And ultimately, I mean, Obama doesn't know what it was like to grow up on Humboldt Avenue. He don't. He he's, he's, you know, he white, he grew up in Kansas with his white grandparents and lived in Hawaii. You know, how many black folks do you think there are in Hawaii? And, uh, you know, he probably wasn't living in one of those those shacks on a sugar plantation like yeah. the Hawaiians do, you know. True indeed. <clears throat> Michelle does. I mean, right. Michelle knows, knows that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I can kind of understand that he just doesn't, he doesn't feel it. My whole thing was, I was saying that Obama hasn't done anything mostly for black people since he's been in office, where I know he's fought for laws for immigrants, he's fought laws for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got three new laws. Uh, what else was there? They were saying um, how the dropout rate has been higher since Obama's been in administration. And the thing that pisses me off with Obama is that when when cops get killed, right, which is wrong, I know that, he'll fly the next day and, like, console their families. Mm-hmm. But when Tamir Rice got killed, he didn't go there. Right. When Mike Brown got shot down in, in Ferguson, he didn't go there mm-hmm. at all. When Trayvon Martin did, he didn't say anything until... The NBA players said something because everybody made it so that way Obama had to say something. But the whole point with Obama is I feel like he doesn't do shit for the black community, period. And I don't know, I don't know if it's because he's quote unquote a puppet, like Harrison says, or it's just that he tries to turn a blind eye to it. How about this? How about the fact that Barack Obama isn't an African American? Yeah. He's African and his mom is white. But that's, they, that doesn't America make, doesn't see that. They don't, but I'm telling you this. You're, you're saying that he doesn't he doesn't feel that connection. And that the idea that, you know, you expect him to feel that connection because looking at him, mm-hmm. he looks like you mm-hmm. and I, is, you know, it's a farce. Mm-hmm. Because just because, you know, someone looks like you doesn't mean they think the way you think. Mm-hmm. Like he already like already said, he grew up in an area where he might didn't have that influence. So I mean, there's did no... he grow up in Hawaii most of his life? Because I know he's from mm-hmm. Chicago. No, he no. He, after he married, he yeah, moved to Chicago. Exactly. He and he Chicago. went to Harvard and yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he did his undergrad, but I mean, he went to Harvard Law School. He was head of the law review. I, he's he's a great guy. He I is. mean, he is really a great guy. I like him, but he's, he's a great people person. Yeah, you know, I'll give him that. But um, you know, I was thinking today the the reading about this stuff and thinking about you know he doesn't know what it's like to grow up you know. <clears throat> black in America really the you know I think when about the terms African American as I grew up in the south you know it's like it's, I always agree with Red Fox you know mm-hmm. there there's you know people are white black brown red <laughs> yellow there's no there's no negro in the crayon box but uh the uh <laughs> the uh he really, I mean, I think if somebody's going to be African-American, mm-hmm. that you've got to be descendants of slaves. You know, I mean, so his father was from Nigeria. I mean, so he's a real African-American, but, you know, it, mm-hmm. it's different. I think it's really different. What's up, Amiro? Popping, beloved? Uh, nothing much, man. I'm just maintaining. You finally came in. You was talking about Obama. You just popped up. Oh, it was perfect timing. I, I didn't want to interject. I didn't want to throw, you know what I mean, too um, much in there. No, we was but, talking about Obama like... Um, What's your your opinion on Obama? Like, when, since since he's been in office, oh man, you got the deep side. Um, I mean, I, I I like him personally, but 
is that because of the color of his skin? Perhaps there's some bias towards it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he has done a lot for us because imagine before he got elected, they didn't think that some someone like him mm-hmm. of his color could even be, let alone the Democratic, you know what I mean, nominee, let alone be the president of the United States, let alone do two terms. You know what I'm saying? And the, he didn't really have the best cards in his hand when he got into the office. So, you know, it was a shit show. And, you know, I think he did what he could with it. Um, I'm sure there's things that he didn't really fulfill, but... Like what? Um, were people talking about the whole loans, forgiveness, or something like that? Or was that just some made-up nonsense that's put on social media? I think he actually did that. Did he? What? The loan forgiveness program? Mortgages? Is it for the mortgages, or was it for, like, school loans? We're talking about the student loans. School loans, I think. Did he do that? I've seen that a lot. I haven't, I haven't tested that theory. I've been you gotta put your mouth on the mic. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> move a little closer. Yeah, yeah. It's not hey, really my thing. He said, "Don't touch the mic." Oh, no, don't touch it. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> don't touch this right. Yeah, he's talking to me. Oh snap! Hey, how you doing? <laughs> That's one thing that really lit me up about um, all of them, and going back to neoliberals, mm-hmm. is you know, five million people lost their homes in the financial crisis. Five that's million that's people the, uh, taking them, right? Mm-hmm. The federal government did absolutely nothing. They never gave them a single penny to any of those people. They didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they just let them be put on the street. In the meantime, they're given Obama's given billions and millions and millions of dollars to the people who caused the problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's classic neoliberal stuff Mm -hmm. but i have a moral problem with that i really have a moral problem with that and it's not just him i mean it's hillary's gonna hillary would have done the same thing Mm -hmm. probably do you think do you think what's your thought on hillary though she um i've always really liked hillary i get her um uh the uh and she's gonna you know as i keep saying to people i don't understand it's like you loved Obama. He's a right-leaning, neoliberal, established Republican mm-hmm. who's also militaristic. And so Hillary's a right-leaning, neoliberal, establishment Democrat who's uh, militaristic. It's like, so what's the problem? <laughs> so, you know, I think that the Republicans have been saying, oh, well, she's going to be his third term. And more or less, I mean, things are going to be more or less the same. Mm-hmm. But we've got to buy some time. <clears throat> I mean, you got, what, about five, six months? No, we got four years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, the election. Like, the actual yeah. election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because... Was it November? Less than. November? Is yeah. it November? It's inauguration, what? isn't it? I don't know. When is inauguration? Inauguration is January. January. Yeah. yeah, so the, the election is in November. November, November yeah. Mm-hmm. We are less than that. Do you, do you prefer Hillary or Bernie? Me, personally, I say Biden, but I know if Biden was going to do it, it's going to be Obama as his vice president. Can that happen? Oh, you're yeah. talking about that. Oh, that's dope. Mm-hmm. That'd have been dope. That'd yeah. be crazy, right? I don't know why you didn't think about it. I don't know why you didn't think about it. It wouldn't be any wilder yeah. than, than, you know, a woman who's president, who's yeah. still married to a to president, president. Yeah. being in the yeah. White House. Um, <clears throat> so my girlfriend was telling me that um, apparently there was like some type of conspiracy to get Barry Sanders out. Like Me, people, Bernie, Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders. Barry. the football, the, the great, the great football the great legend from Detroit. Yes, Barry Sanders, um, Bernie, Bernie. Shout out to you, football yeah. statistics. Yeah, you know, he retired a little too early from the game. But um, she was saying that um, when people were trying to go and vote for him during the preliminaries, that they weren't really 
allowed access or the means to actually vote for him. So it was like they did everything in their power to make sure that Hillary got the actual vote. I mean, the thing with Bernie wasn't, I don't think it's because of that. It's because Bernie was going to promise a lot of things that you just couldn't see happening, like free college tuition and all this stuff. And it's like, where are you going to get all the money from that from? Like Wall Street, mm, not really. Well, I mean, he was gonna. He his idea is to tax financial transactions. Yeah, he's gonna tax the the rich. He's gonna tax them even more. Well, but, he wasn't even gonna do that. Oh. I mean, for to pay for schools, he was gonna every time you buy or sell stock, there was mm-hmm. gonna be a, a little tax on it. I think it was even like a whole lot less than how much tax you pay when you buy a coke. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's like what two percent or something like that. Don't yeah, have it, was it? Huh? Mm-hmm. I guess. No. Well, you know, it's it's really hard to get by on a hundred million dollars a year. <laughs> Just, you have no idea. You got all those houses and all those planes. Jeff Fuel ain't cheap, man. No. <laughs> I was wondering, Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump. He evidently doesn't like sleeping in any bed but his own, and so he's always he's going home every night. Really? To to New York I to sleep in every sorry. possibly can. I'm the same way. I'm, I like my own bed. <laughs> right. Really? His, his jet fuel bill must be huge. I'm just saying I get why I get why he's like, doing yeah. it because I love my bed. But, so, yeah. He has the means to go wherever he wants. He has the means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel him. Go ahead, Donald. <laughs> I'm the same way, boy. <laughs> um, so who do you plan on voting for, though, Lex? Hillary. Hillary? I respect that. Yeah. I voted for Bernie in the primaries. And, I did too. And I mean, ultimately, that I when when Barack Obama was elected eight years ago, I knew I was going to have to vote for Hillary this time. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, because they always want to preach um, change, and I feel like oh, you know, Hillary being elected would be good. I mean, Bill Clinton being the first man, that'd be kind of dope. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be the first man. I think they need to lock him in New York and not let him <laughs> near anybody. Bill found his way back to the White House. He really he, did. You know you think, that? Right, yeah. You think Bill's still right? cheating? Yeah. Took Bill's still cheating? Yeah. On the low? Yeah, yeah. Cheating? On the low? And, and now that Hillary's going to be president? It's an open relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his book would be crazy. The memoirs. Being the first man. Yeah. Like, he had to do everything the woman would usually do. Yeah. Like, so when Hillary's out, you know, outside the country and all that, he's here, you know, feeding kids fruit and stuff. Oh, <laughs> like, the show with the... I don't think oh, he's going to no. do that. I, I Yo, think... Bill is going to change. Yo, Bill was at the Rucker. Nah, what are you talking about? He's going to yeah. revolution. Bill was at the Rucker. He's going to be playing the sax yeah. at the Rucker is... and also in D.C., just yeah, in the, was, in the, in the front a, yard. That was corny, different. too. Like, when I read up on it, I wasn't I wasn't old enough, but he was he was corny for that. He did all that to get, like, the black folk. What, the saxophone? Going to Rucker Park, sitting in there in the bleachers. Kissing babies. Because some black people are just stupid like that. Like, they see the... Like, when I was talking to this other dude about Obama, I was like, yo, what has Obama done since he's been in office? I don't know, but... He's black. The other thing about Obama that I wasn't really 100% sure about until the other day is ever since he's been in office, all those congressional Republicans, they have never once mm. set foot in the White House. They have completely shut him out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I mean, he's he's had more opposition than any president mm-hmm. in all, that I've ever seen in my lifetime. <clears throat> and that's what I try to say that nobody want to listen to me. Like, here's my thing with Obama. How, what did you expect him to do for you as a black person? That's the first question. And two, how did you expect him to get it done without being attacked, called out for blatantly 
trying to help black people like you you have to understand how can you go out of your way to do something that is like specifically for black people without getting any the same way he did it for the lgbt community that's what i'm the same way he did it for the immigrants who aren't even citizens of the country exactly yeah don't don't don't, no i just don't i don't i'm saying he stood up there and said that they should use bathrooms he doesn't say anything about black people period that doesn't make any sense at all he allowed a state to make a law against gay people and, and transgenders come on it makes no sense at all. No sense. Hey, really, simple. to a certain extent, the only thing that I can I can remember, of course, I don't pay as much attention to this as y'all probably do, but the only thing I can really ever remember him really saying was after Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. was shot, he says, he could have been my son. That's the only I thing he's ever Yeah, said. that's the only thing I can ever, remember. Ever. <clears throat> that's only because the NBA players stood up and started saying something, then the other celebrities started saying something, and that's when Obama had to say something later on that week. But when the Dallas cops got shot, he said something the next day. Period. Stupid. The only well, other, only little person that he um cared about was um who was that little girl who like sang from like the national anthem? The that little girl who got killed. You remember that? It was in Chicago. Uh, was, I don't remember her name, but she sang something from him, and she got killed like by a stray bullet. And he flew like the next day and like did a speech in her honor and consoled her family. It's corny. Cool. Like I don't fuck with Obama. Fuck him and his left-handed jumper. Okay. Okay. So here's 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 the thing that I was thinking of that um, may not be apparent. What I've noticed um, a lot of Republicans do they they disrespect um, Barack Obama by saying they don't use his full title very often. Like it's not President Obama. It's just Obama this, Obama that. It's it's very big on CNN and Fox News. I've noticed this. Like when they refer to um, Bill Clinton. I've looked at tapes where they refer to Bill Clinton when they talk, talked about George Bush. Mm-hmm. It was always President Bush, President Clinton. But when they were referring to Barack Obama, it's Obama this, Obama that, not President Obama, because they don't want to give him the respect of that title. Have you ever known CNN or Fox News being for respect or for black people at all? <coughs> Never, I mean, right? I, I don't really like CNN. So why do you watch it? I don't watch it. I'm just telling you I've noticed this happened. So you don't watch CNN or Fox News? No, I actually I, I watched CNN when it was you know they had breaking news. Every time I go to the gym, CNN is on. Mm-hmm. Breaking news. Oh, um, and the way they word things is really interesting too. The mm-hmm. way they worded the, the the Dallas shooting is you know you know three cops or cops are dead, five are injured, five cops are dead, six are injured. But when they had talked about the Alton Sterling and Philando Castile um, murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they um, describe this as oh, accidental death um, of uh, a young black man in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, stop and frisk goes wrong in uh, Minnesota. I was like, what, what are you talking about? Where are you coming up with these titles? That's not what happened at all. I just don't. I don't. I don't see how no one is seeing through this veil of deceit. Because some people don't see it, like when we was talking about that with Lex earlier, where some people are oblivious or ignorant to the fact that, you know, things like that happen, where they'll paint a, a storyline for clicks or for views, period. Just like with the Dallas shooter, when they had the dude's picture posted. Deep, I think it's deeper than that. I mean, I think that, that they just don't see it. I was thinking about this this week. So I grew up in Texas. My father was a doctor. We had a mate. And some point in my life, in my childhood, and I can remember this. I, I can remember her name was Jenna Lee. The she came to work one day, and we had pulled out 
every toy in the house that she had cleaned up the day before. And I saw her face. She walked in. She's like, oh, my God. And at that point, I kind of realized she had five kids at home. She mm. had cleaning houses for, for, you know, $2 an hour or something ridiculous. And she had five kids at home. Who she sent all five of them to college, by the way. Mm. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, four or three of her daughters were, became police women in Dallas. <clears throat> but at some point, I saw the racism. Mm. And I don't know why my eyes opened. But my brothers never saw it. Mm. The, to this day, I mean, they, they do not see racism at all. They just they don't see it. You talk to them about it, they say, oh, you're making that up. You're imagining things. You experienced racism, Amir? Yeah. Well. <laughs> What's so funny? Because you're in here with the salmon shirt on. This is crazy. Well, I mean, right this now. is like this is like Pink Panther. <laughs> okay, yeah. salmon, right? Salmon. Salmon. Definitely salmon. salmon. I, I respect pink. it. I respect it. It's, Baby it's, a, it's a it's a good shirt, I think. So I got it on sale. You ever um, experienced racism as a DJ? Well, yeah, as, yeah. You know, it, it's more know. like, it's more like, um, so they, they, it, it, all right, so Gilp is a nightclub I used to spin at. Mm-hmm. Okay. And over there, they openly discriminate against certain types of music. Like, they do not want to hear any hip hop, any music with curses, talking about pussy, fuck, all this, you know, type of shit we turn up to. They don't want to hear that. Um... <laughs> They want to hear that, you know, some some island music, some African steel music. drums, mm-hmm. African, you know, because I guess it won't incite the people. But, mm. um, you know, and, you know, rap has made it to top 40. Mm-hmm. They said they want top 40, but they want it clean. So it's like, whatever, no matter which way you slice it, they don't want me to play this type of music. And when I do, everybody's turning up. Mm-hmm. When I'm playing this other shit, the crowd doesn't want to hear that. I'll play to the crowd. Mm. Now, when I am playing this, they got this motherfucking crackhead-looking engineer sitting right next to me, like, harassing me, like, yo, you shouldn't be playing this, you shouldn't be playing this, and then there's lights being, like, flashed from the actual, inside the club, flashing to the DJ booth, like, yo, and you cut this music off. Wow. So it's like, I can't even play certain types of music. If you ever notice within the nightclubs in Boston, for every 10 nightclubs in Boston, maybe one of them might play hip-hop. And that one club might have one night where they play hip hop, or there might just be that one club that plays hip hop mm-hmm. out of the sea of these other nine clubs that do not. Just go to the theater district. How many play hip hop? How many hip hop nights are there every night in Boston? Mm-hmm. He's on one of them. Theater districts in the in the theater yeah. district or anywhere in Boston. In general. I'm not talking about like your Macumbas, your K's Oasis, and your Triple C's. No disrespect for them, mm-hmm. but. It's it's a different level when you go over there where your liquor license is over two hundred k. Like sometimes your liquor license can be ridiculously expensive. Now you're charging drinks out of fifteen dollars. These are upper ash clubs. They're not playing hip hop, you know. But that crowd that goes in there, they would listen to it, but they don't want to hear it all night. That's why more open format is really the way to go. But the moment you start playing more than five songs of hip hop, your night is labeled as a hip hop night. They don't think it's as lucrative, or they're not they're not tipping as much at the bar. Mm-hmm. There's so many negative things. Oh, when 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 they are fighting in here, they bring it outside, and now people are getting shot and mm-hmm. all sorts of craziness. So it's mm-hmm. always tied to the whole hip hop scene, which is of course associated with us people of color. Mm-hmm. Was it is it just hip hop music, or is it the fact that the hip hop music you play has curses in it? Right, what's the what's the what is the difference between playing the clean version of those songs? The crowd. The crowd? What do you mean? You play Future, you're going to bring out that crowd. You're going to bring out the young kids. Okay, you but... You play 
the clean version of that, do you think the people would still come out for those? Yeah, they, they would. But like the clean version is whack. You, you know, like you know, you know when, when you cut that record, you know, and you want the the audience singing with it, you know what they're gonna say the curse word, whatever the whatever it may be, and it just sounds different. True. You know, granted, if you're like a radio DJ, that's fine if you have the clean version. But for you to try to control my creative process. <clears throat> As I'm DJing, like I'm a vendor for mm-hmm. your establishment. You hired me for a particular reason mm-hmm. because of the way you like that I spent, not because you like the way I spend your shit. You like the way I spend. You give me that creative control, and I'm gonna come through and I'm gonna rock this party because that is my job. So don't try to micromanage me and tell me you need to play this, you need to play that, you need to play this. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like it, then just don't hire me again. That's it. Like I don't need your money. Have, I have a good career. Have you ever experienced racism at work? Um. <sighs> I, okay, I, I wouldn't yeah I mean I feel like they always is going to be because you know at my job I I, I you know it's kind of like sales I'm a recruiter so I'm mm-hmm. talking to different people and I could tell just by the vibe I get off the phone they know I'm black <laughs> they just know they just know and especially when I'm talking to another brother it gets really loose you know what I'm saying we just get real get real cool you know like he, he you know you start shooting the shit but some people like they hear the melanin in your voice. Yeah, they, they can hear it. <laughs> they can definitely hear it. They know I don't use sunscreen. Wow. Okay. That's real. What about okay. you, Amenzi? You get experience any racism at your job? No. None at all? Because you got the African braids and they're like, uh-uh, we ain't fucking with her. No. It's just the human services field is very diverse, so um, they have to respect us because we do the majority of the shit. Mm. So you don't give us any shit because if you do, you're gonna lose a lot of employees. Mm. And they would never dare do that. So have you experienced racism though? Not directly, I guess indirectly. In What's certain indirectly? situations where there might be uh, an individual targeting a group that I happen to be in, it's like you're not really directing it at me. You're just looking at a mass of black people and spouting your racist opinions. So no, I mean. I don't think I handle racism very well, so... What you mean? Like, I wouldn't tolerate it in the moment if it was directed at me directly. So if I'd ever had a racist experience, I probably wouldn't be a free individual right now. You would just be... Probably locked up somewhere, I'm not going to lie. So that's the answer to your question on my racist experience. That's rough. Oh, what about you, Harrison? Have I experienced racism? I can tell you've been waiting. Oh, I've been waiting. Oh, I've been waiting. Um... Uh, at work, um, it's not as obvious, but you know, I, I just started working there recently. So, uh, my personal experience with that is that it's not institutionalized racism. It's the idea that there's no benefit of the doubt. If someone asks me to do something mm-hmm. and then I do it, the the creative license is not really is not really there. So it's not in terms of I don't know what I'm doing or I feel like because you're black you don't know what you're talking about. It's more along the lines of, like, you're inexperienced. And because you're inexperienced, like, you should just listen to everything we say. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. But when we were talking about uh, the Dallas shooting and the Alton Sterling and the Flannel Castile um, situations, mm-hmm. everyone also was oblivious to it. Like, nothing <clears throat> was happening in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to um, someone about that last week, like, oh, do you hear what's going on in you know Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Louisiana? What's going on in Texas? Like, oh, I have no idea what's going on. Is there a country song? Is there like a, is there a, uh, is there a concert going on? I was like, why would I talk to you about any of that? What do you mean? So I was like, what? So it's it's not it's not 
you know, um, it's not blatant racism. I feel like it's more institutionalized. Or mm-hmm. the idea that the veil is still over a lot of people's faces. They don't see what's really going on mm-hmm. um, at work. But in terms of, you know, in my daily life, yeah, that happens to me all the time. What yeah. about what about you, Alex? Do you feel that, you know, some of your your friends <laughs> or people that you deal with are oblivious or ignore the fact that racism exists? Oh, yeah. Definitely? Yeah. Especially with the whole Alton Sterling and the da- All right, but like this. It's a perfect example. The, the white people that you deal with, right, did they acknowledge the whole Dallas shooting? Oh, yeah. And now what did they say about it, though? Well, it's wrong. It's going to kill cops, you know. <laughs> I have to say, it, it, those those soldiers, it's amazing mm. how much damage they can do in seconds. I mean, mm. both of those shootings happened in seconds. <clears throat> the, um, but, um, oh yeah, I mean, it was the, I mean, that's what the, that's exactly what they've been afraid, afraid of. Mm. Did you hear about this thing in Austin that happened a year ago where the cop, pulled this woman out of the car and slammed her on the hood and threw her on the ground. I think <clears throat> the video was just released. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, later, there's a recording of, of she was talking to him in the in the cruiser as they're going to the Oh, and he had her on the hood. No, well, yeah, he did. But then later, there's um, <clears throat> she there in the car driving to the police station. He's like, why did you do that to me? You know, and stuff. <clears throat> and he said, well, uh, he says... Uh, well, because black people have violent tendencies. Mm. And like the it, and I mean that's exactly it. I mean I think that that's the so Dallas is exactly what everybody's afraid of. It's you know it's a slave revolt. It's, mm-hmm. You know that's what they all been afraid of. That you know you're going to drag the women off into the white women off into the jungle and <clears throat> and rape them and stuff. And so I don't you know they don't consciously think that anymore. But deep down inside they're mm-hmm. afraid that the I don't know. I mean, it's it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I be trying to like <clears throat> ask a lot of people like their opinions and why they think this way, but a lot of white people be like, I don't know, I don't know. They just you know oblivious. Institutionalized. You think like, that's what yeah. it is? Yes. I was reading um uh, uh, uh Coates' book, uh, one of his books today, and he talks about he's all into this stuff about the body black bodies mm-hmm. but and he's the and uh and i think that he's really right about that and i mean you see that like with this woman and the thing in austin and it's a good case because it's pretty clear cut the um uh, i mean he told her to stop everything happened in seven seconds that he grabbed her and had her on the hood mm-hmm. and the the idea that that he could reach into a car and grab her mm-hmm. and that's okay or um you know that even the idea of that it's it's okay to to shoot a kid shoot a shoot a drunk old man in the back yeah. you know i mean just all this crazy stuff and and then if somebody else i was reading today said you know they shoot these people and then they don't call an ambulance they're standing there talking they stand there. and they're so it's you know it's like they're they not stand there and they handcuff them and just like they're not it's the craziest they they don't think of of them as being real like the the Philando, um, Philando Castillo, mm-hmm. they said that thing happened. He they shot him in less than a minute and a half. It was, was this again in uh, Minnesota? They yeah, pulled right. him over. Like they released the audio. Mm-hmm. The cop pulled him over. He radioed and he said that he's gonna pull them over because the suspect looks like he fits the description. He had a wide nose. 
It's, it makes no sense at it, all. It, 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 in all honesty, how can you? What it was at night too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they drove. It's, he drove right. past them. He's like, oh, he had a wide bridge. Tonight. Right. It's like, okay, well, so they're fifteen percent of the population of you know, so it's like, so that's like it's gotta be him. four million people in the United thing. States. It's the craziest yeah. thing, and I mean, I, I mean, I, I've been telling people all along, like I knew police were gonna get shot. It was all a matter of when it was gonna happen. Yeah, when and where. Because like you can only do so much before people get frustrated and fed up and start retaliating. Yeah. And and they're going for broke. I mean, people are saying this has got to stop. You yeah. know, and they're just like, no, we'll keep on going. I mean, keep on going. The, um, who's the guy in uh, Florida who just got shot? The, oh, the autistic patient. Who, well, he was aiming for the autistic guy, supposedly. Yeah. But, you're going to shoot the autistic guy sitting but, in the street? But you're a trained cop, but you can't aim for the person that you were supposed well, to Well, they're both lucky because those cops couldn't shoot it. They fired three <laughs> times. They shot three the, times. Yeah. They shot three times. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the guy said, why'd you shoot me? He said, I don't know. What? He said, I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. said, I don't know. He said, I don't you know. You heard it? No. Wow. He said, I don't. Like, that's what he said. I don't, don't know. know. He, 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 like... It's crazy. He's yeah. not going to get fired. Right? <laughs> no, no, of course not. Of course not. Nope. Yeah, have you seen all the cases of people, black people have been shot? Or like cops have shot or killed people. They've all been acquitted. Like even the Freddie um, Gray case. Freddie Gray. Mm-hmm. I know. All the cops got acquitted. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense to me at Probably all. Probably okay. But I that's have... what makes people kill cops. I have, um, I, I would like to get you guys' opinion. I read an interesting story the mm-hmm. other day. And it was basically an article that was discussing that maybe the only people who should be allowed to have guns are women. What? what? Yes. Oh, no, no, wait. No, okay. Wait, before you guys get crazy. <laughs> Relax. So, and the reason behind this argument is because, one, first of all, women are more likely to be the victim of violence from men uh-huh. and therefore need a means to defend themselves. That is, that is more likely. Okay. Like, a woman is more likely to be attacked by a man than a man is likely to be attacked by another man. Like, that's statistically proven okay secondly women are least likely to react in like the, a, woman, a woman is more likely to de, like de-escalate de- de- a situation without resorting to vi- like because it's a women naturally are nurturers mm-hmm. so because of those natural you know instincts a woman is especially a female cop is probably not going to be as likely to whip out her gun and pow 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 and, and there'd be an immediate decrease of all this gun violence if the only people who were allowed to carry guns were women. And I thought it made that, perfect how sense. That, how would that uh, no, serve male cops? I'm just saying, maybe the cops, the male cops should take a day off where they're not allowed to carry their damn guns. And we'll see how good they get at doing their job without having their guns. Because that's what they should be good at before they have to resort to the fact that they're pulling out their guns. That's the problem here, right? Because these cops, in one minute, pulled out his gun and shot this man. True. You got a point. I don't really know about the whole only women have It was just, it wasn't necessarily like we should totally do this. It was just, imagine if that was the case. The change that, look at all these cops, all these people that were killed. All these black individuals, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, all killed by males. White males. I've seen white people being killed by cops you know the whole dylan noble thing where they have released a video of him when he got out of his truck i know i kind of understand why they shot but they kept shooting him on the ground which is kind of messed up like he was on his stomach messed up no no like when he when he got out of his truck he was running he was walking towards them but he kept going like this like on his shirt like when i watched the video that's why they shot him initially 
But when he was on the floor, they kept shooting him. And were they... No, they didn't get a... No, no. I'm just saying, were they male or female? Oh, they were male. Thank yeah. you. Of course. Why but, they, I mean... It was, no. just, it was just an interesting article yeah. that I read. Because... And I, I honestly... It, I thought it was interesting because I really feel like it'd be there'd be a change if really only women carried guns. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really know about that. I don't really know the statistics on that, so I can't really... You know. No, I'm just... I, I was just throwing it out no, there. No, I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying I can't combat that. I don't know. So I, I kind of go with it, but then I'm like... It's the only reason why you're saying that is because it's totally like it doesn't seem possible <laughs> to you and it doesn't make any sense to you as to why only women should be allowed to. It doesn't make any to... sense because if you, you should know up, how to use gun control. Not even. Like if you got a guy cop over on Humboldt Ave at 11 o'clock at night and he's about to go answer a call, nine times out of ten, dudes aren't either standing there and going to comply with him. I mean, you heard about the shooting that happened last <laughs> summer when they shot the cop in the face. He opened the car door and the dude shot him right in the face, right on Humboldt, Humboldt and Crawford. But, I mean, that's I what I'm saying. You you don't see it as a possibility that like it doesn't make any sense to you. But it wasn't just necessarily for female cops. It was mm-hmm. women. Period. So women should only have all women. women in period general. in the in world. General, so like, all, all like women in the U.S. Should be like, able to have guns. All, not not should, first of all, women are allowed to have guns. Yeah. It's just saying yeah, only sexist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know the the first thing that comes the first thing that comes to mind when you say that is is like next time you're going through and reading the comments on something that racist happened, pay special attention to the things that white women are saying because <laughs> they can get pretty nasty. I mean, yeah, I'm they sure do. They can. No, they I'm really not do. They, <clears throat> they really do. Like I'm though. sure they can. So, do you think then that um, it wouldn't be emotionally charged reactions to those situations? See, but that's because women are more emotional. Yes. Than men. The... That's true, but I don't know. I just, I just. <laughs> she threw like... it out there. She threw it out of alley. Yeah. We didn't catch off the glass. Yeah, just... I just, yeah. I thought it was very interesting. And although women are more emotional, I guess we can, we can say that. We can. We're not. I'm not gonna sit here and act like. I'm telling you, we should try it. We should just try it and see the difference. I mm. bet you there'd be mm. a huge difference. Mm. There'd be a massive difference. It's a start. I would say, I, you know, a lot of women talk about that all women learn whether you're taught or just through life experience about how to de- how to de-escalate situations with men mm. <clears throat> so the um that's kind of a skill that and you know in the, the the one of the bitter ironies about dallas is that that they actually have one of the better police departments now because they've done all of this work mm. and because i mean their police Chief has had some horrible tragedy in his life. I mean, so he really feels people's pain. Mm. But I mean, they've done de-escalation training and all this stuff, and and in Dallas, it has gotten a lot better. <clears throat> I mean, so. that's that's like that. Um, you you seen that notorious black cop with the goatee, the bald head dude? He's like he says the Black Lives Matter organization is like a terrorist group. He was like, oh, Eric Garner was resisting. Even with his hands up, and you never seen that. You know, you don't know the black guy I'm talking about. I've never heard the ball back. I'm about to Google black guy who hates. He's, he's black cop, black right? He's a he's a cop. Yeah, he's is, a home. Is the one from New York who was where they uh, killed the guy selling cigarettes, Staten yeah. Island or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it's freaking um. His name was uh Sheriff Davis. Oh, no. Davis Clark. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got the video for you here. Let me see. Uh, hold on, let me put this up. Okay. 
had been banned by the NYPD from uh, not at all. Okay, you're not satisfied. Now, I agree, it's a problem. 80% of whites kill whites, correct? I won't dispute that figure. Okay, actually, uh, it's 83%. Now, uh, is white-on-white -white violence a problem in America that we should also have a robust discussion about? Violence in America, I'm sorry, Mr. Chair, Congressman, violence in America in general is, is problematic. Uh, but if you look at the rates, that's where it starts coming a little more into balance in terms of uh, the data I've seen, and I've looked at a lot of it, uh, the white-on-white -white crime does happen, 80% figure you uh, put out there. But when you look at the rates of it, these two things, these two are not even close. Right. The rates are, are roughly equivalent in terms of the, the, the context of people who live next to each other and because of housing uh, segregation patterns or just where people tend to live in America, uh, ethnic violence tends to occur, racial violence within the same group. And so elevating it uh, beyond that fact, I think, is irresponsible. We all uh, want to deal with the black-on-black -black, uh, violence problem. That was mentioned that there's a, a cooperation issue in the black-on-black -black violence context. I don't think I've heard the, the phrase mentioned, blue wall of silence, uh, here. So if we're going to have a conversation about cooperation when someone crosses the line, seems to me to make sense that we also have to deal with what may be another elephant in the room, to use your term, uh, Sheriff Clark, the blue wall of silence, that the overwhelming majority of officers are good officers. But what often occurs is that when an officer crosses the line, the ethic is not to cooperate or participate or speak on what a bad apple officer has done. Professor Ramirez, would you agree that that's perhaps something that we should also be focused on? I think it's a serious problem both at the federal and state level. And as I said earlier, um, in my own experience in trying to um, prosecute police officers, I had problems. Here's just one problem. The FBI and DEA said we won't even serve subpoenas on a case in which there's a police officer as a defendant. Here's a second problem. They tried to testify in the case in favor of the police officer, saying that they had made their own independent evaluation of the case. This is a case, by the way, that was adjudicated guilty against all officers, and they were incarcerated for between 10 and 20 years after the trial. Um, and as you know, in Boston, we had a problem with the FBI, that there were FBI agents who were engaged in a series of misconduct with Whitey Bulger, and that went on for many years and was not prosecuted. Well, thank you, Professor Ramirez. My time is getting ready to expire, but uh, Sheriff Clark, you also mentioned that, you know, the use of force should be examined in terms of factual data and not an emotional foundation of false narratives. Is that correct? Did I get your testimony correct in that regard? Mr. Chair and Congressman, yes. Okay. Now, uh, what, 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 was the reaction to the Eric Garner case, uh, who was choked to death, uh, using a procedure uh, that had been banned by the NYPD for more than 20 years, wasn't resisting arrest, said, I can't breathe 11 times on 11 different occasions. Uh, there was uh, no response by all of the police officers who were there. Was that a false narrative that people in the city of New York and the country are reacting to, sir? Mr. Chair, Congressman, first of all, he wasn't choked to death, not from the uh, <laughs> this is my report that I had part. seen. Uh, out of the grand jury testimony, and even from the uh, medical examiner's report, he wasn't choked to death. The medical examiner ruled the death a homicide by asphyxiation. In the ghetto, that's called being choked to death, <laughs> sir. Well, we could 
have this discussion uh, <laughs> Crazy. later on then about the facts because we could be here for a while. My understanding is he died of uh, a heart, heart attack. attack. Okay. What? So, but anyway, uh, you said that he wasn't resisting arrest. He was resisting arrest. He was told that he was under arrest and put his arms behind his or hands behind his back, and he wouldn't do so. And that's why I put in my uh, remarks here the uh, reference from Thomas Sowell about when law enforcement officers tell someone under, they're under arrest and they can't use force to execute that arrest, we don't have the rule of law when it's merely a suggestion for them that they're going to jail or to put their hands behind their back. Uh, those are behaviors, like in the instance of uh, Mike Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, uh, where some different choices by the individual could have helped the situation. Mm -hmm. the in other words, uh, Mike Brown was just simply told to get out of the street. Mm -hmm. Sir, my time, has, my time <laughs> has expired, but, you know, for you to come here and testify essentially that Eric Garner is responsible for his own death when he was targeted by police officers for allegedly selling loose cigarettes, which is an administrative violation for which he got the death penalty for is outrageous. And if we are going to uh, have a responsible conversation, we've got to be able to at least agree on a common set of reasonable facts that all Americans can interpret, particularly in this instance, because they caught the whole thing on videotape. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't fuck with cops. That's exactly why. You know, the, they protect each other. They protect each other all the time. Do you remember the, um, did y'all uh, read this? this? was on social media too, happened in Boston several months ago. Uh, 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 our teacher from Mass Art got stopped in JP because he matched the description of somebody who broke into a house. Mm -mm. <clears throat> and he was college professor Mass Art. He's kind of on his way to work. He was in JP Center getting some stuff. And he was wearing a, a, a down jacket, not like a ski jacket, but something much nicer than that. And he had his his ID around his neck. Mm -hmm. And he they stopped him because he, he was the only black guy that they had found. And they held him <clears throat> and... Um, until they could drive the, the white woman around who had given the description to see if it was him or not. And so he's talking about everything that's going through his head. And it, and he's scared to death. I mean, he, he's it's first and foremost in his mind that, that he could die in the next 10 minutes. Mm. And, and, you know, I thought about that. The, and I mean, in the first place, the question is, if it was a white guy in a down jacket and it was a college professor who had his school ID around his neck, what if they said, oh, college professor, it's not you yeah. <laughs> in the first place. But the, here's, here's a guy who's educated and he's, you know, he's 40, 45 something. He, he's got a lot of experience and, and, and suddenly just this fear kicks in and he feels alone and stuff. And I was thinking about um, recently about, uh, what was her name? Sandra Bland in Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, I, whether you uh, think that she was murdered or committed suicide, the the thing about, I think it's interesting about that is that if she committed suicide and a year before there had been another black woman in similar circumstances who had committed suicide, mm -hmm. <clears throat> was the ruling, that just imagine, okay, so she's a college professor and she's educated, she's, you know, she's not a young woman and stuff and it, she's in jail and the fear 
just makes her go crazy and kill herself. Mm. And just so I think that's kind of an indication of the, you know, so that when a cop is <laughs> when a cop's got you, and mm-hmm. especially if you're black, mm-hmm. that you're scared to death that all your reason goes afraid. away because there's there's three hundred years of history going. I'm gonna die right now, you know, and so even if you, so the question I ask is, even if you want to just comply, what you do all the time, you do, it still doesn't mean that you're not gonna get shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I always just, I don't fuck with cops, man. Even my ex is a cop. I told her I don't fuck with her because she's a cop now. For real. I was going to bring her on one of the podcast episodes, but... No. I no, I mean, no, because I know why she became a cop. She became a cop because her brother got killed oh, two years me. ago. Yeah, and, and I was asking, I was like, do you feel that you've have you've got some bad apples in your department? She like, I don't know. I was like, well, you're just being an asshole and you're being ignorant because you should know that you have... If I can look... Until you have bad apples, because I've witnessed it and I've been in your area where those cops have pulled people over, you should be able to acknowledge that as well. Like, you weren't a cop all your life. You just became a cop, like, two years ago. Like, nobody... I can't name anybody who's never had a bad experience with a police officer who's of color. Spanish, black, doesn't matter. Like The police officers of color? No, no, no. How officers have pulled people over. mm -hmm. You know, or Mm -hmm. parties... Even the parties that we've been to and, you know, ordinances and whatnot. But, I don't know, man. I still fuck with cops anyway. The You know, the interesting thing about that, too, is the cops don't understand. If, if something have you, if you question one of them, they circle the wagon all over the, you know, all over the country from security guard to the head of the FBI. And it's like, everybody's always attacking us. Yeah. And... Then they say, "Well, but we're all individuals, and we want you to treat us as individuals." It's like you gotta, you can't have, have it both ways. You if, you, if you y'all aren't gonna, a cop, if you're not gonna eject the bad apple, right. then we have no choice but to judge all of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I tell people all the time, like with the whole Sandra Bland thing, you know, they can't even, or well, say if they were to pull you over, Harrison, and they did something, you know, that was out of line and shot you or hurt you or something, they don't have to question that officer for up to a year, period. Like, they'll get off clean within a year, period. Like, even the whole, um, what was that? The Sandra Bland thing, they actually got a cop that just came out and said they falsified her records. Yeah, I heard that too. That shit's crazy to me. But they have her on camera the entire time, but they don't have it when she hung when herself. she got into the... Yeah. And, you know, the thing about that too is that... They had a camera it, on her in a cell. Yeah. The initial video, and, I mean, he, he walked up and was supposed to hand her a ticket. Yeah. They were done. That's like... Have a nice day, ma'am. You know, and they were done, and he suddenly decides that he can control the way she feels. It's like, sorry. Escalated the whole situation for no reason. That's why I always tell people, man, just do what they ask. Don't say you know your rights, because when you do that shit, you just incite them, and they get all pissed off, because (laughs) they're like, oh, you ain't going to tell me how to do my job, and that's when they tell you got the car. Mm-hmm. And then when more cops show up, they're just assholes right off the jump because that's what they do. Like, I don't fuck with I mean, cops. I was I live in Randolph, and you would think Randolph is quiet and fine. And I was driving home from work the other day, and there's this black girl in her car. Could have been me, and they had four cruisers on the side of the road to pull her over. One mm-hmm. black girl in a car, four police cruisers. One for each limb. <laughs> You get a left arm, I get the right arm. You get the left leg, I get the right leg. Let's do real shit. Um, But yeah, this is a good episode, man. You know, glad we was able to talk about this. I was able to have Lex come and speak on it because 
Harrison always says, I don't have enough white people on the podcast, so... You don't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to switch that up, you know. Next time we get Aaron in here, we ain't too scared. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know. Um, Harrison, what's your uh, IG and all that way people can reach you? Um, Sir Harry um, Jr. That's S-I-R underscore H-A-R-R-Y J-R Instagram and Snapchat. And um, what's up, Doc3? On Twitter, I reactivated that. Oh, you finally got your Twitter following? <laughs> yeah, finally. What's up, Doctor? What about you, Amero? Um, DJ Amero, A M E R O. Uh, that's all my uh, Instagram. Um, my Snapchat is I am Amero. I don't really post on there unless it's promotional purposes only. At guilt. Um, <laughs> guilt. guilt. No, it's not for you. Not, not, I mean, you know, if they want to change their ways, then maybe if they want to get rid of that uh, engineer who I'm pretty sure is on drugs, um, yeah, we might be able to work together. Get should work with Ascend. Ascend. Ascend is pretty lit. You need to make sure that they book me over there, and I'll be over there. I'll be there every night. I got that. You know what I'm saying? Just cut that check, baby. What about you, Menzi? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Mema, M-E-H, underscore M-E-H. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, you don't use your Snap no more, right? I use it. I just don't want you guys following. <laughs> don't follow her. She doesn't like it. Oh, a hair flip. They didn't even see the hair flip. It was there. They wish they could. Just don't want Saucy. Do you have any uh, social media accounts, Lex, at all? Uh, Twitter at Lex Stevens with a B. Um, that's kind of the main one. Yeah, where I say things I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best place Freedom to do it. Freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. That's the best place to do it. You can't do it on Facebook no more. Nope. I, I did the whole fuck Obama shit. What? My inbox is lit. It was <laughs> crazy. How dare you? It's like, what? <laughs> Shut up. You can't even vote. You're a felon. Like, get out of here. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah. Oh, uh, my IG and my in, um, my Twitter is Mr. Underscore So Underscore Boston. That's the only thing I use. I clearly don't use my Snap because I don't, you know, Snap on there. Nah, yeah. it's not for you. <laughs> I watch some of y'all's occasionally, but yeah, that's do. about it. I gotta be really bored to do that. <laughs> What's that? Really, it's like, like watch last minute snaps. thing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When I'm like, tired and it's late like, night. like for the most part, it's like the weekends, and I'm like, oh, where the cookouts at? And I know, you know who to follow to find out where the dope cookouts is at. You're like, oh shit, it's lit. I'm in there because you know, snap is live. Because you'd be hungry. No, I, no I, I'd be hungry. <laughs> it, it, it's not necessarily hungry because I don't even have to eat at your cookout unless it's like amazing food and if it's like Which it never is. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but if I just want to go for a party and I don't want to pay. Well, y'all, y'all tune into try. my snaps this weekend. Oh, we're going to oh, 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 tune yeah. in. We're going to talk about that next Bonner, podcast episode. So. Leo gang. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, no. But yeah. now nah, I'm a tourist, okay. though. But you, Leo, right? Yeah. OVO oh. Fest. OVO we'll Fest. Be there. Yeah, Harry, I want to see some snaps. Even oh, yeah. though you got your droid and I can't fuck uh, with it. I know, right? Everybody's like, why are you snapping? You need to stop. Stop snapping. Trash ass fucking snaps. Shout out to my family in Mississauga. Mr. Saga, what's that? Uh, so I think it's a suburb of Toronto. It's I just want to say that. Oh, in Canada. In yeah. the make, sure, make sure you see my people over there. Okay. And also, the Brampton boys. What up? I'll see your people. And we out. <laughs> what up? Shouts to the six. <laughs>